baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. I cannot believe how this Twitter thread, not even a thread, one innocent tweet has blown up someone whose username is Pan Modernist, uh, or that's their name, Pan Modernist Bear. It's like Willie underscore bear underscore. You're like, okay. It's not even a real person. But this bear, the bear is tweeting. The bear who lives in Minneapolis, likes design and trains, says, why are Minnesotans so hard to be friends with? What is wrong with y'all? Minnesota nice, parenthesis, to like four people that you get assigned in high school and no new people after that. 300,000 views of this tweet from someone who has 67 followers, right? So it struck a chord and this conversation plays out. I've been having this conversation on blogs, on radio, on Facebook, on MySpace, on Twitter for 20 years. Why is it so hard to make friends in Minnesotans? Do you buy it? Do you not? I would like to know where you met your friends. 651-461-9226. Because I was thinking about that in relation to this issue, right? I'm a transplant from Chicago. I moved here in 2003 with my wife as my only friend here in the Twin Cities. Today, my best friends are... A couple we picked up at a bar, platonically. A couple we met through a nonprofit board that we volunteer on. One guy who DM'd me on Twitter and invited me to go to lunch. I was like, you seem pretty interesting. We went to lunch. He's probably my closest friend right now. Another couple that I stole from Matt Brickman, because Matt Brickman former Channel 4 weather guy, invited us and them to go to a fundraiser that he didn't pay for. So we showed up, got a $750 bill for going to the uh, event, and then I stole Sonny and Tiff, which turned out to be a pretty good $750 investment. And uh, another guy I met, test-driving car. That is how I met my friends. (laughs) So I don't know. I have found, and then I have lots of like small F friends, right? That's like the closest group. And then you have small F friends who I am very outgoing and I am all over the place. So I meet really interesting people. And, you know, I have not really struggled. I am very outgoing. I have worked at it though. So, Have friendships been hard to maintain in Minnesota? 
Is it really that different from anywhere else? I am skeptical. I think we are the same as any area where you don't have a lot of transplants. If you are a transplant and you move to Denver or you move to Austin, Texas, or you move to Boston, uh, you're going to have a lot of young people, especially a lot of transplants. And so there's just more availability. Now, you, now that you young people don't want to work in person, I don't know what you're doing. It seems like I feel for you because I bet it's really hard. I really do think it's hard. But how much of that is because of where we are today as a society versus, gosh, Minnesotans are so insular and only hang out with their buddies? 651-461-9226. I lived in two other major cities, said a texture. Five years and eight years because they were major. There were lots of opportunities. I made an effort. I joined interest groups. It is harder if you're single. And Minnesotans read a lot. (laughs) So that's the thing. That's where, and I'm not like discounting anyone's experience. If you've had a hard time making friends, um, you know, I'm going to assume it's not because like you're just an awkward weirdo. I'm going to assume that, like, you really are having a hard time. And also, I'm going to wonder if maybe you're an awkward weirdo. I'm just going to wonder. I'm not judging. I'm just wondering. How'd you meet your friend? 651-461-9226. Dan, did you text this in? Don't ask. Leave me alone. I, I didn't. <laughs> but I understand the sentiment. I understand that, too. Sure. But if you're an introvert. Yes. And you, you don't want... Uh, to interact with a lot of people. Like maybe you need that recharging time or whatever. Well, that's, that's just it. And I think that's one of the mistakes people make when they you know deal with folks that are introverted. It's not that I don't like people. I mean, yeah. I, I adore people. I really honestly do. In carefully planned and limitedly measured doses, right? I mean, that's the thing is that there are moments where if I'm ready to be social, if I'm into being social, absolutely, let's talk, let's interact, let's do the thing. Yeah. And if I'm in a place mentally where I'm not ready for that, where I, you know, we talked. You had a conversation earlier today about a business situation a while ago, where I walked in and immediately people were trying to interact with me, and I wasn't ready for it, and it yeah. just tripped up my whole day. Yeah. So, and that's nothing that anybody else can. But know. you don't complain about like, oh, it's so hard to make friends. No, I don't, and I have a very, but I have a very limited friend group. I have friends, you know, from. So there was one, my best friend in the world, I met in fourth grade, and literally from fourth grade through high school, any other friend I met was because he was as extroverted as I was introverted. Mm. And there was a social circle that developed around him. So I met people through him. Even when we went off to college, I have, I'm friends now with people that he get, became friends with in college. We didn't go to the same school. But just by hanging out with him, I got to know these people. And so that he sort of became my friendship crutch in a way. Right? Huh. Yeah. So there's that. But then there's also, you know, obviously I'm you know very involved with my church situation now. Right. So I have a bunch Great of people place that I, to I would friends. absolutely con, you know, consider some of the people that I go to church with close friends. Um, but I mean that's kind of the circle, and yeah. and family plays a big role of it for me too. My brother is a very dear friend of mine, and I, he's one of the few people in the world that I know I can count on in any given situation. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time: baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming "baseball isn't boring" from the mountaintops, or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. 
So that's that's some of the reality, right? One texture says you're screwed moving here. I'm just what I'm saying is I don't think we're that unusual for any place that doesn't have a large amount of transplants. So I think I read today that we have about 65 percent of our population in Minnesota was born here. Now, that data point doesn't even include the people who were born in Wisconsin and moved here. Right. I would lump a lot of like Amy who was our guest in our Meet the Media segment, is from Wisconsin. But you think of everybody who lives in the St. Croix River Valley, in Hudson, in River Falls, and they move here. Well, they still have family that's a drive away. Maybe you live in Woodbury if you move to Mid- So all I'm saying is we have so many people that, and this sounds rude to a newcomer, but your dance card is sort of full. You're trying to keep up your friendships that you have. You're trying to keep up your family. And it's hard to, it's hard to meet, it's hard to work it in and fit in the time. And so you do the thing, you do the Minnesota thing, like, oh man, like we should hang out. And the newcomer's like, yeah, I would love that. And you're like, cool, like let's find some dates, see you later. And then that's it. (laughs) That's the end of it. That is a classic Minnesota move. But if you're going to tell me that that move doesn't come to play in like suburban Omaha, I'm going to say, I don't believe it. I don't think we're that special. I think people are similar. And when you're around family, where you grew up, you hang out with those folks, even if you should get rid of some of them. <laughs> I think there can be a certain cultural element aspect to it. It's Midwestern, I think. It could be. Uh, I also think that there's a density, a population density element to it too, right? Hmm. The fact that when you live in places where it's easy to spread out into suburbs and neighborhoods that aren't, you know, super connected together. Yeah. You're just not interacting with people as much as, say, you know, it's an obviously extreme example, but a New York City where there's just that many people piled on top of each other. So what what do we do with this sentiment? Because this is the undercurrent that always comes up. And a texture says native Minnesotans will not shun you, but they will not take an extra effort to include you. And I think that is the number one complaint. That's yeah. the that's the crux of the issue. And I guess my pushback on that is why is it their effort? Why is it their problem? Like you're the one who wants to make a friend. So do it. If you want to do it, do it. And I know it's scary. I have <laughs> I have invited myself over to many people's houses. I have (laughs) once I invited myself out to dinner with a potential friend (laughs) because they were going to dinner. I'm like, oh, what are you guys up to? Oh, we're going to Meritage. I'm like, oh, well, we'd love to join you. (laughs) I'm like that guy. Remember those uh, Encore Frozen Entree commercials where it's like the guy from Happy Days, uh, that the, the actor. Oh, I can't think of his name. Someone will think of it and text me. And he's in the grocery store, and some guy picks up the Encore Frozen Entree, which is so big, it can't obviously just be dinner for you. And so the guy, the guy who is in Happy Days, is like, hey, what time's dinner? 5.30, I'll be over. Then the next person comes over, he's like, hey, dinner at 8.30, I'll see you there. That's sort of what I do. I just invite myself in. And I don't care if they say no, it's fine. Like, it's not... It's not on it's not on them, it's on me. Now the other aspect to this that I think is interesting 
I have the answer for you, by the way. Oh, you do? Who is the guy? Al, Al Molinaro. Molinaro. Yeah. Al Molinaro. Also known as Al Delavecchio. It's a great reference. Ed Molinaro? Is it Ed? Oh, it's Al. It's Al. It's Al. Al played Al? Al played Al. It was a stretch, but he somehow figured it out. Al's like me. Like, you got to keep it simple. Like, if I got to play someone, it would be helpful if his name was Jason. Uh, <laughs> the other aspect of this is something that may, we'll do another segment on this. But how do you define a friend? Because I feel like some days I feel like I have 200 friends, but no friends. You know what I mean? Like you have a million acquaintances. If I threw a party, uh, a lot of people would show up. And if I found myself in crisis in some way, like who would who would show up? So I think all of us sort of go through that, like, existential crisis. It's 4.50. Our current crisis is we have to take a break here on CCO. It is 49 in downtown Minneapolis. Our guy Mark texted in and said he's met some new friends because he was sitting in the garage listening to our show. How about that? New couple moved in down the street. Said, oh, we listen to Jason, too. That's what we do, Dan. We just bring people together. I'm a uniter, not a divider. Okay. Beautiful. Do we need like friend meetups, drive time meetups, and the introverts can sit in the corner? Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time: baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming "baseball isn't boring" from the mountaintops, or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in "baseball isn't boring." Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.